You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. And uh, we have Mr. Jim Weber at the uh, round table today. Jim's in, and uh, uh, as you call him, the Brill Cream Cream Kid kid is uh, out on tour, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so it's just you and me squaring off this morning at the round table. Shall we have a debate? (laughs) (laughs) At least we'd be honest. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Good right. heavens. We, we've been so far for how many years have we? Well, Steve's been doing it for a lot longer than I have. But uh, Well, Steve, uh, we started it in 2005. So Okay, when did I come along? 2008? Yeah, about that, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there. So, uh, oh, oh, you put me, I, I didn't do my hair this morning. I know, but you got a nice, that's a wide part that you got Isn't there. It? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, well, uh, David's working the board, and uh, he's just taking a phone call, and we had planned on having a guest this morning, so we're in the process of tra- well, uh, trying to get a hold of him. Is that Peter? That is Good. Peter. We're going to All right. put him in, and... Uh, we should have uh, Peter on the line, and Peter should be able to hear me now. Yeah. Good morning, Peter. Peter, are you there? I'm having trouble hearing you, but Uh-oh. I'm here. Okay, well, well uh, how about now? Can you hear us okay now? It's still very low level. Very low level, huh. Uh, well, that's, that's about as hot as I can go. Uh, Uh-oh. Well, I, let me try another phone here. I have a headset on this one, but let's see what we have here. Yeah, you might uh, might just. I, I hate to put you on the handset, but uh, sometimes the uh, the uh, headphones will cut it out a little bit. Okay. It's Is that any better? Low. Hang on. See if okay. I have a volume control. It. Anyway, you want to explain uh, who Peter is? Yeah, well, Peter is the um, meet chairperson for the AACA winter meet, March 16th to the 19th in Naples, Florida. And it's probably going to be one of the most outstanding meets ever put on by AACA for numerous reasons. Uh, One is the Revs Institute, which is the Miles Collier Collection. And it's probably one of the most phenomenal car collections and one of the most difficult to get to see that I'm aware of. And uh, Miles started, oh boy, I'm going to guess back in the 70s, and uh, he bought the Briggs Cunningham collection when Briggs sold the museum in California. Peter, how are we doing? Doing much better, thank you. Okay. Okay, uh, all right. you can hear us all right. Well, Peter, you can um, step in any time, and uh, we can talk about a lot of things. 
the entry list because I bet you've got some superb automobiles coming down there. And it looks like you've got actually an extremely fun event, too, because you've got the Princess Cruise and the Trolley Tour. And who wouldn't want to be in Florida when it's 27 degrees in Atlanta this morning? So... Oh, winter finally came there, eh? Oh, well, yesterday it was 28, and Syracuse, New York was 28. So, yes. Yeah, but we warm up pretty well. Yeah. So. yeah, hopefully we'll get up in the 50s today. So, And I assume you are down in Naples, correct? I am. Oh. I had a bone-chilling 55 this morning. <laughs> I envy you. Well... If you could kind of give us an overview of what the attendees are going to find when they arrive for your meet, I would appreciate it. And if I could throw a couple tidbits in it every once in a while, I'll let you go ahead. Okay, we'll do our best and uh, look forward to your support. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, this is the first national meet that AACA has had in Naples. Uh, we are the Naples Marco region of the ACA. Uh, we've been in existence since uh, well chartered in '85, and we've actually conducted an annual show, uh, which has been known as the Depot Show because it was held at the historic Naples Rail Depot uh, for more than 25 years now. So that's uh, have some experience putting on a show, but of course a national show is a different uh, undertaking completely. Uh, one of the requirements of any AACA national show is that every participant is a member of AACA, which uh, takes care of insurance for the meet and everything like that. Um, even to participate in the flea market and car corral and all that, uh, still requires membership in the national organization. Uh, the, uh, Peter, as, as a national meet, what's the furthest uh, someone's coming from at this point? The furthest that I know of is uh, Colorado. Mm. Okay. And there may be further. I don't, uh, the one thing I don't have on my field report that I'm looking at is the uh, location of the members. Okay. Some names I recognize as being from the local area. Many I don't, which is good, which means they're coming from somewhere else. Right. Well, how many cars do you anticipate on the uh, show field? The field will accommodate 300. Mm-hmm. And we're around the halfway mark now with a couple of weeks left for registration, which is, I understand, typical. Everybody piles in at the last moment. Yes, yeah. So, well, um, I attended the Homestead meet, oh, man, probably six or seven years ago. And I would say they probably drew about 300 cars at that one. So it sounds like with what you have in the way of activities planned and things, you may even draw more people. Well, uh, judging alone is expecting upwards of 200 judges. Okay. And the judges also come from all over the country. Right. Yeah. So that is some indication of the interest. And as you mentioned earlier, the uh, opportunity to visit uh, the Collier Collection, which is now known as Revs Institute, 
is significant. We reserved some spots there. Um, just for general information, the collection is now open on a scheduled basis. Oh, it is? Okay. It's not as challenging as it once was to get in the door, but it does require pre-registration. In other words, even though there are three days a week that it is uh, open on a limited basis, there are no walk-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people want to see it, if they happen to be coming to Naples anyway, they would go to Revs Institute, that's R-E-V-S Institute.org, and that is where the facility is found for making an arrangement to visit the collection. Wonderful. I very highly recommend they reserve a, a docent guided tour, which is a whole $3 more, I believe. <laughs> uh, and it's worth probably about three times as much as the general admission, which is seventeen dollars. Yes, I, I would I would agree with you a hundred percent, especially with the types of automobiles that uh, are there. Um, just as a little side note, um, last Labor Day weekend they had the W one fifty four Grand Prix car at Lime Rock. And uh, had started it and driven it on the track. And, of course, I don't know how many. There's probably two or three of that car, or four at the most. And the the one in the Collier collection is probably the one outside of the factory museum that is in running condition. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, And, in fact, they had um, an engineer from Crossways and Gardner there to maintain the car for them. And uh, I, I, I'm not going to elaborate any more than that, but the starting process was two changes of plugs just to warm it up. So but the, the sound was phenomenal. Anyway, go ahead. and uh, That's a 1939 Grand Prix car for general information. Right, yeah. And, uh, the listeners. And uh, it does make wonderful music. It's a, a three-liter 12-cylinder engine. Mm-hmm that runs on, well, it originally ran on a very noxious mixture of uh, sulfuric ether and <laughs> other things, and yeah. now it's been converted to run on methanol. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the methanol still burns the exhaust pipes. So It, it gets warm. It yes, gets warm. yes, it does, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the cocktail that... Uh, I saw a list of the things that uh, the original factory used to run on that, and I'm sure all the guys at the time uh, didn't uh, wear face masks or gas masks around the thing, so they probably ended up scoring their lungs a little bit. And we're on a side note. I know we have a little time here. The interesting thing about the fuel is it held around 80 gallons of fuel, and you had around 50 gallons in the tail, and another 30 gallons in the tank that wrapped up over the driver's legs just ahead of the uh, instrument panel. And they were connected fore and aft by uh, roughly, I guess, two-and-a-half-inch diameter lines, which kept the fuel circulating. Yes, and it wasn't and a fuel cell. Pretty much, uh, but no cells. Of course, right. they were just tanks. And right. The other challenge was that you had to constantly adjust the uh, brake balance of the car because all the fuel weight was essentially in the tail 
And mm-hmm. if you used up that fuel, your balance of the car changed significantly. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's uh, Those guys back in those days were real men <laughs> that raced those. And uh, a little bit later, last year came out with the side tank. Yes. Uh, which is a, a car that Ferrari ultimately bought, that, although it was developed initially by Lancia. And uh, that solved that balance issue. Yes. And that was the main reason for doing that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Those were V8s in the Lancia, so if I remember correctly. That's correct. Yeah. And they were mounted at a bit of an angle. Does the Collier collection have uh, one of those or, or yes, replica? It does. It, it's a, I think it's a... a uh, it's a replica made of original parts. Yes, yes. Completely correct, uh, but it's an excellent representation of the car, and it runs just like everything else there. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's the sidelight, of course, to the main event we're talking about here. Right, right. Let's go. Let's go back because you and I could sit and talk about the Revs Institute. I think through the whole show, and I want to talk about the show. Where is the show field where the cars are going to be displayed? The show field is going to be at Lorenzo Walker Technical College, which is only about one mile from the Naples Airport. Oh. The Naples Airport, unlike most airports these days, is about in the center of Naples. Uh-huh. Much to the chagrin of people who moved in next door and then complained about it. <laughs> it's... But, uh, uh, I, I tell you, Peter, right here, we need to take a hard break and... Uh, We'll continue this right after a couple of messages from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a minute. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
And you're back on the Classic Car Show. Jim Weber in today, and we've got a very special guest, Peter Blackford, in from Naples, Florida. And he's talking about the AACA Winter National Meet with Jim. And uh, very interesting. If you haven't made plans, the, uh, the date is March the 16th through the 19th. With the, with the proximity of the airport, have you been um, uh, pushing it all to do a fly-in as well? Well, interestingly, uh, and I think you may be talking about it next week, there will be a drive-in fly-in a week or two prior to Army's, oh, which uh, is sponsored by Lorenzo Walker. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Uh, I think the weekend of Army, in fact, I know that on the, that weekend, uh, there are going to be some World War II airplanes flying around. Excellent. We just an added benefit. We didn't know about that when we planned the meet. Uh, wouldn't have changed our plans either way, but it'll be a nice thing for people to see because we're also staging our trailer parking at the airport. We have use of a, of a field there for the trailers because many of these cars, although they're drivable, they don't drive cross-country. Right. Yeah. Will you do a tour with the cars either before or after the show? Uh, there's no tours planned, although they'll certainly be visible around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those people who want to come into town just to view the show, uh, the viewing day for the public will be on Saturday, the 19th. Excellent. That will be from 11 to 3. All right. Uh, wh- what time will judging start, 9? Uh, judging also will start at 11. Okay. The judges have their meeting and their field training and a few other things on Saturday morning. Um, there's also a judging school on Friday afternoon for anybody who's interested in becoming an AACA qualified judge. And that will happen from 2 to 4 p.m. And again, people need to register for that with our chief judge. Right. So. Yeah, and you'll probably get a fresh group of judges that had been to school at the uh, AACA uh, winter meetings up in Philadelphia, which will start next week. Yes, and that's, of course, uh, right on the heels of that. Right. Um, one thing we could mention, I think, for folks who are listening and want to know where they can go on the web to find out more about the meet. Please. Is the club website, our region's website, is naplesmarcoaaca.org. Excellent. Yeah. No dashes, commas, hyphens, or anything. It's naplesmarcoaaca.org. Thank you. Yeah, that'll that will absolutely help a lot of people. Then, if there's any, right. and especially if they need hotels and things like that. Right, and to go to the meet information, that's down in the lower left hand column of the page. Okay. And they can, uh, AAC mem- paid members can register online through that site. Um, we have our frequently asked questions page based on the, some of the inquiries we've been getting. Tried to answer some of those online. Uh, my name, number is there, uh, as is our chief judge, Hulan McCraw, and uh, our registrar, Mike Keeler. Uh, the information is on the website. Excellent. At this point, Peter, uh, what's the most unusual car that's been registered? Do you have uh, anything on that yet? 
Well, I think, have to say that the most unusual car, without a doubt, uh, looks like something that fell off Buckminster Fuller's drawing board. <laughs> okay. D- did it bounce? That is a car that I have become more familiar with uh, than I had seen it, uh, but barely uh, before this. But it's a fascination is the name of it. Oh, all right. And there were only eight of them made, and the prototype is scheduled to be on the field. Wonderful. Now, does the Lane Auto Museum in Nashville have that car? I'm not sure if they do. I have been there. Yeah. Um, they have many of similar ilk, without yes. a doubt. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and uh, it's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful place to visit. Yes, it is. Anybody traveling around the country. Yeah. And uh, a lot more time than I did, because I didn't have time for the basement tour, and I regretted that. Yeah, I was in the same boat you were at the time. I just did a walkthrough on a business trip, and uh, that was it. And I had, do plan to go back again. But let's let's go back. Um, besides the uh, fascination, what motorcycles? Do you have any like pre fifteen motorcycles? I know you said you were, there was a shortage of brass cars, but maybe motorcycles to a good crowd. I heard from a gentleman who's going to be bringing at least three motorcycles last evening, mm-hmm. but I don't think they are on the list as of yet. Okay. I have the list as of yesterday, but I'm not seeing the motorcycles here yet. How about race cars? I'm always interested in the race cars. <laughs> <laughs> Men after my own heart. Um, once again, I'm not seeing any of those yet either. Okay. But there are things like uh, some Shelby Cobras and such that were raced. Right. And uh, so it's not at all unlikely that they'll be there. Okay. If people want to hear the race cars and motorcycles run, they do the uh, qualification for those on Friday also. Oh, all right. Wonderful. not public, but I don't think we'll throw anybody out. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you'll get a couple of double-A fuel dragsters down there, and they can listen to the cackle of the nitro. Well. That's always fun. Um, I'm just curious because I see in, in your uh, notes to David that you have a couple of low-tie and a Mercedes. Uh, what is in, I think it's Class 25, or the sports cars, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, in 25... So far, um, the Lotus that I've registered, by the way, just qualified oh. for AACA by becoming 25 years old. And I'm entering that only in HPOF, which is Historic Preservation of Original Features. Right. Is it a Turbo Esprit? No, it's actually an M100. Oh. Ah. Uh, oddly enough, I didn't, in fact, realize quite how rare it was until I owned it. But there was only 585 of those uh, brought to the U.S. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's. I mean, that's amazing because. Uh, well, I was involved with the Turbo Turbo Spree. I worked for them for a while, and um, the M100 came out afterwards. And I think it's a neat car, and it's 
probably a car a lot of people are not familiar with, and it's got a reliable drivetrain. It is. It's a, an Isuzu drivetrain with right. a turbo. Right. So it is a turbo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the uh, first one of those I drove, <clears throat> Excuse me very much. Certainly. Was the uh, actually it was the uh, loaner car that Road and Track Magazine had. Ah. <clears throat> which was the yellow one. Mm-hmm. So I got to play around with that in the L.A. area in the day. Uh, that's the only thing missing in L.A., as you know, is curvy roads. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In fact, they have one S-curve in the freeway, and that's where they have all the accidents, because people are so unaccustomed to seeing them. I, uh, <laughs> I used to take the 5 and the 405 every day from Fallbrook up to Fountain Valley, and uh, I know the area you're talking about, and we used to test the suspensions for porpoising, as we called it, uh, on certain stretches of that road. So, Well, let's go back to the M100 for a minute. I had not realized it's been 25 years. I just qualified. It's a 91. Yep. And uh, I learned a long time ago the best way to uh, have a nice uh, car in nice condition is to buy it that way. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> so, uh, the best way, as we all know, I guess, every, at least all the listeners here probably know, the best way to make a small fortune restoring cars is to start with a large fortune. Yes, yes, I well know that too. Um, tell me how you found the car. I'm just, I'm curious, and then we'll go back to the winter meet, but I enjoy talking about this kind of thing. Well, I kind of found it the same way we found the Mercedes. Is uh, we uh, went to a car show and admired the car and uh, had a conversation with the owner. And uh, oddly enough, uh, I just realized in the case of both of those cars, conversation went about the same way. Uh, to the effect that I just got this car, I like it very much, thank you, uh, but I'm not interested in selling. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> in the case of the Mercedes, it took about eight years, and in the case of the Lotus, it was closer to ten, uh, when I eventually got the phone call, mm-hmm. and uh, at which point uh, we ended up owning them. So. Excellent. Uh, but uh, Lotus needed virtually nothing. The Mercedes did need some work, which I was aware of, and in each case, we're intending to hang on to them. So. Yeah, what Mercedes? Is it a 190SL? It's not as I wish it was, but it's a 450 SL. Oh, okay. Which is a whole lot more common. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But still uh, pretty long on sex appeal, so we, we like it. Yeah, my neighbor has one, and he drives it every day. It's his everyday car. Mm-hmm. So, um, it can be, yeah. It, it, yeah. What's, you mentioned you have a couple of Lotus. Uh, what, what else do you have? Oh, the other one is a 70 Europa S2. Okay. <laughs> Which I've had for, I don't know, let's see, about 30 years, I guess. And uh, do you have an orthopedic surgeon or a chiropractor help you get in and out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I could get in and out of that car even for demonstration purposes. Oh, my gosh. Japers. Uh, which is uh, unlike a friend of mine who uh, has a... Uh, well, you guys know something about motorcycles, too, so you know what a, a boss hog is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this guy is probably about five foot three and uh, 120 pounds soaking wet. 
and somebody once asked him, uh, you know, if you lay that thing down, can you pick it up? And his answer right away was, yep, but I don't do it for demonstration purposes. (laughs) I can imagine. Uh, Peter, on that note, we're going to have to take our second break. And um, if you'll hang with us, we'll be back with Peter Blackford right after these messages. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to the Classic Car Show only on America's Web Radio. We're missing Steve Ronaldo today, but we have Mr. Jim Weber at the round table and a very special guest, Peter Blackford from Naples, Florida, talking about the AACA Winter National Meet that's going to be down there March the 16th. That would be a good time to go, sort of it thaw would. out. If you could yes. if you go, could get out of Maine or, or New Hampshire or, or New York, or, or New York yeah. and uh, you could go down and uh, thaw out. Well, it's beautiful down there. Absolutely. So, Just oh. in case <laughs> there were a shower, Peter, what, what plans are there? I assume it's rain or shine, right? Uh, yes, AACA events are rain or shine, yeah. and uh, it's, in it, most cases, uh, people have uh, covers that they can put on the cars on the field. Uh, we had a Port St. Lucie show last year, which uh, did rain a bit, but uh, everybody carried on in good spirits, and uh, still a good show, uh, and uh, everybody had a good time, so... Everybody going to a car show in Florida has a good time in the winter, <laughs> Peter. That, that's a prerequisite for the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let the word get out. You know, the traffic's getting kind of heavy down here. Now. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, we may have to wait through one traffic light to uh, get through an intersection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I uh, I have a favorite Starbucks down there, and boy, I'll tell you, in the wintertime, it is tough getting in and out in Naples so a couple of other questions for you besides the show field and the judging tell us about the Princess Cruise 
oh, that's just a, uh, a dinner cruise. It's something that, again, is uh, offered here in Naples mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who wants to subscribe. It's a, uh, a nice uh, motor yacht. Uh, I think they hold a bit over 100 that they can take out for uh, sometimes for sightseeing and other times for a, a full, fairly nice dinner. Okay. Along with the sunset and everything. Beautiful. Yeah, and of course your sunsets down there are gorgeous. That will be sailing from uh, a location fairly near some of our centrally located hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have one headquarters hotel for this meet, only because in season that's about a physical impossibility unless people want to go to the Ritz, which is, uh, although not a problem for some, it's, it stretches the budgets of others. Yes, yes, about 90% of the people, I think, although the Ritz there is beautiful. Um, the trolley tour, is that uh, numerous times? So if if I like, like came down on Thursday or Friday, I could do it at any time? The time that we've reserved for our people is Thursday morning, but it does run regularly. Okay. The, the difference is the Thursday tour uh, will pick everybody up at Lorenzo Walker. From our group. Excellent. Yeah, and so we'll give people a nice place to park and uh, and arrive and depart at central location. Okay. Always, uh, always ask: uh, Is um, do you have any special events for the ladies that aren't into the cars like the husbands are? Well, many of the events are uh, equal opportunity, if you will. <laughs> uh, we haven't scheduled a separate ladies program because typically um, most of the ladies that are as dedicated uh, to this as, as they would need to be to travel miles to get to a show um, rely on the show to see some friends that they haven't seen too often and uh, they have some time to socialize and in many cases, they're as involved in the activities as, uh, as the guys are. So we, we shouldn't be sexist in this at all. Um, <laughs> in fact, a fairly recent past president of the AAC National Club was uh, not a man. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, and, uh, and highly qualified. Yes, my co-host, Steve Ronaldo, was on the board of directors of the club for a while, and he and his wife do many tours, and his wife puts together a tour book after every tour, which is phenomenal, with pictures and notes and things like that that uh, happen. And Steve and Brenda will be down there, so if you get an opportunity, look for Steve Ronaldo if you don't know him already. I, I'm looking forward to the pleasure. Uh, do you know if he's showing a car? or? I don't believe so. Um I don't think he's registered with, no, no, I know he isn't, but he's probably one of the judges. Okay, he's, I don't have a list of judges. He's, he's on the selection committee for the national awards for vehicles. Mm-hmm. And, I do know the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's, he's a good guy, and say hello to him, but uh, I know his 09 Maxwell's not running, and I think his 10T is uh, awaiting an engine overhaul, so that probably kind of keeps him out of it. And I don't think they'll drive their 37 Cadillac down. I think the back seat's booked with the Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey Orchestra 
for a while. So <laughs> it's got a backseat, Peter, that it's just huge. So anyway, let's uh, let's talk about a couple of other things. Lorenzo Walker Technical College, I see, is where there'll be some activities. Are there any technical activities? I know there's a judge's school, but do you have any uh, technical presentations or anything going on, too? Well, well, we will have a youth program. Wonderful. It's important to expand the hobby, of course, uh, or to keep it going, and this is one good way to get young folks involved. Yes, yeah, I agree. And Steve was, uh, when he was a director, was on the committee of the youth program to try and get the youth more involved. Because let's let's face it, it, you see a lot of gray hairs at these meets, and and very few of the children. So, uh, David has kind of a special pet project that we're trying to get going, and that's for grandparents to uh, take their grandchildren to a car museum or a car event. I know I see a lot of pictures of grandchildren on tours also. Yes. Very gratifying. It, it is. And uh, I, I think that's important for this uh, this club to, to keep going because uh, most of these children today, they're either Xboxes or other video games and things like that, and they you know have, have no idea what it's like to raise the hood mm-hmm. on them. Um, what kind of youth activities are you going to have? Are you going to have a, a, a youth judging opportunity? or uh, Not judging, but judge training, if you will. Okay. Uh, conducted uh, by more experienced judges and telling them what to look for and how to tell if a part on a car is original and so forth. Excellent. That That's neat. Because and that's done on the field looking at actual show cars. Wonderful. Okay. That, that to me, is uh, very important because that gets them right into the, the mechanical part of the car, which a lot of children have no idea. You know, when I grew up, it was you went out and checked the oil and you did the tire pressure, even though the gas station did it. And my parents required me to do it, so and I knew what a carburetor was and uh, things like that. And, you know, and, a, and a timing light? And a timing light, yep, yep. Uh, David had a GTO and an Austin Healey, so he's he's had his challenges with them too. Well, I have an interesting story that you can relate to, I'm sure, as can most listeners. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, the club organized a car show at a grammar school in town, which we like to do whenever the opportunity presents. They uh, gave the kids certain criteria to meet before they were able to go out and see the cars, and I think all but one of the classes met the hurdles that they set up, and as the kids were looking at the cars, one of the most interesting questions I got, I had brought a 1956 Rambler to that uh, event, and uh, I saw the kids looking inside the car, and they looked at the doors, and they looked, what's that? (laughs) <laughs> well, what that turned out to be was the crank that raised the window. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Most of those kids have never seen one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, I, outside of maybe a few rental cars and some commercial trucks today, I haven't seen a, a hand crank either on a new car in years. And what's the other, what's the other thing that uh, comes to mind with regards to uh, 
they did away with a few years ago? Well, a cigarette lighter and an ashtray. How about the dimming switch? Oh, the dimming switch. That was always on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's on the column now. You're really showing your age because they did away with that probably 30 years ago. Well, let me put it like this, Peter. (laughs) Moses was a close friend of mine. (laughs) That's all right, Peter. I'm a few years older than David, so. (laughs) In fact, we had to be wheeled in to do the show today. I'm probably a year or two older than dirt, so that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know, this is that's exactly the segue and and what we've talked about already today. But is getting the youth involved because too many of us are are in our late sixties, early seventies, and we'll be looking at the grassroots before long. Well, and we from the wrong side. Not, yeah, yeah, not too long. I hope I, st- I still got a f- few years. Yeah, a few years to. Well, come. we're going to keep the show going as long as you're available. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my small part by getting my grandson involved and in working on the cars with me in my garage. Excellent. And when the opportunity presents. Yeah, yeah. And I will share with the audience in general the, the three criteria I set up a long time ago for kids learning to drive. Uh, speaking of things that are disappearing rapidly, one uh, criteria number one is uh, learn to competently handle a standard transmission. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Absolutely. And uh, uh, that's obvious, demonstrated by doing. Uh, the second criteria is uh, know how to change a tire. Ah. Demonstrate by doing. Mm-hmm. And the third even though you may never have to actually do it, is uh, change the oil. Yes. Uh, go through the entire process of doing that. Yeah, you know, even just to know how to check the oil. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that all goes with that, you know. Yes. And as a happy result of that, I've never had a kid bring back, and of course my kids are now fairly older, but uh, never had a kid bring back a car uh, with a trash tire or, or with a dip damaged engine, mm-hmm. and never had a kid who couldn't become a designated driver, no matter what was available. Well, that's good. And that's the value of learning how to drive a stick shift. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Both but, of my uh, boys know how to drive stick shifts. And in her college years, my daughter, who was the oldest, uh, was at a party one time, and other folks were drinking a bit too much, and the only thing available was a uh, one-ton dually with a floor shift, mm-hmm. no problem. That was all that was available, so she drove it and took everybody else home. So. <laughs> yeah. I uh, had the opportunity one time that was working with the company I was with. They, I wouldn't call them misbuilds. I would call them something that they had to produce a few of in order to satisfy the regulations. And they were stick shift four-cylinder, four-wheel drive sport utility vehicles. <laughs> that sounds like every Suzuki that they made. Well, yeah. no, this this was a Hyundai. <laughs> this was, yeah, well, yeah, that was the old Samurai was that way. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and, but uh, this was a Hyundai Tucson, and they got five of them in, and, boy, they made a heck of a deal with the employees on those. And my son drove it all the way through college and law school. And uh, I kept 
praying that we could get rid of it afterwards, and we ended up doing that. But that's that's an oddball car, and and you you can't find a stick shift car today. Very few manufacturers even make them anymore. So well, even in 1950, you couldn't find very many stick shift Cadillacs. Yes, absolutely. Thankfully, though, uh, Briggs Cunningham did. Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. What was the what, the Chrysler in the fifties? The hydrostatic, uh, hydromatic, h- hydromatic. Uh, it was sort of in between a well, automatic was, and a, that was fluid drive. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fluid coupling. That even, yeah. uh, I think that even went back to the late forties. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I drove a forty-one DeSoto that had that. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, uh, is the uh, Le Monstre and the Cadillac Coupe Series 62 in the Collier collection? Absolutely. Okay. The uh, only Cunningham car, in fact, that is not represented there is a C2. Okay. Which they is, have the C1, which was the prototype. Right. They have uh, C3, C4, C5, C6, and, uh, of course, the, uh, the Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. Um the C3 Coupe, I think, is absolutely one of the most beautiful cars with the Vignali body. It's just gorgeous. And to me, it's got a Hemi in it. Where Some of us love Hemis. Um, well, you know why it has a Hemi, don't you? Uh, tell me. The Cadillac wouldn't sell them engines. Really? Okay. <laughs> I didn't... built the prototype for the Cadillac. And, and yeah. And they, uh... I, I didn't want to play. Yeah, I didn't realize that. There were uh, probably eight or nine Cunninghams a few years ago at uh, the Fall Festival at Lime Rock, and uh, I had an opportunity to take a look at them. And uh, they are—they're beautiful cars, and you forget how nice you know they are, and and how much that man contributed. And of course. I think every year Miles Collier sends up three or four cars from his collection to Lime Rock for that Fall Vintage Festival. Oh, yes. The collection is, is very active in many of the events. Yeah. Yeah, and, of course, he goes to Goodwood with his cars, too. And uh-huh. Have well, you been to Goodwood? I've been to Goodwood, in fact, the, uh, the festival and the revival. Okay. Beautiful. Do you, have, do you go over, too? I have been to the festival, but not the revival. Okay. Well, let's let's go back to, to Naples. We're getting way <laughs> off the subject. Oh, that, yeah, quite a. Yeah. <laughs> um, outside of the Ritz, in case some hotel isn't booked yet, what other hotels uh, are are you using down there? Because I think some of our listeners may want to know. Well, we have six of them, and again, they're all listed with the negotiated rates on the website. Beautiful. Do we so just can, uh, one of them? I think has closed out uh, the block already. The rest of them are closing imminently. So okay, uh, there's six of them. I won't try to list them all from memory, but uh, all that information is on the website. Yeah, and give us the website again, please, That's Peter. Naples Marco A A C A dot org. Okay, and go down in the bottom of the left hand column, and you'll see the link to the national show. Good. Anything else you can think of that I may have missed when we got to digressing about other things uh, about your event? 
We digress well, don't we? Yes. <laughs> I think that's the, called uh, old age. No, it's called well, you car had guys. Asked about uh, sports cars that might be registered. Yes. And we have some interesting ones. Uh, we have a uh, an Allard A2. In fact, we may have more than one of those. Uh, MGTD, which is uh, 53, one of the nicest of those that you'll see. Okay. And an Austin Healey. Those are comparatively common. Mm-hmm. And also a national uh, award-winning K150. Wow. And a Sunbeam Tiger or two. Okay. Which are kind of special cars. Uh, it, it's a sports car, but earlier... Uh, we got. I just got a word from David... Let us break for a minute, Peter. We'll be right back. Fair enough. Thank you. More cars to come. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show, only on America's Web Radio. And we're delighted to have today uh, with us uh, Peter Blackford. Peter Blackford. And uh, if we can keep uh, Jim corralled on on (laughs) the car, the reason that Peter is No, I think it's been fantastic in talking about your collection as well. And that's sort of the way the... The classic car and, and all of our shows go. Uh, we don't try to put anything in in stone and just move with the flow, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Well, Peter, let's talk. You you were mentioning sports cars when we did our break. Uh, yes. Yeah, so one earlier sports car uh, is a wonderful uh, Auburn boat tail. Oh. And we may have uh, more than one of those in the show. This was one that just won a national award. Uh, from the top award at the ACD Festival up in uh, Indiana. Right, yeah. And it's, it's, it's that car, and that actually resides in Naples. Is that the black V12 that the Colliers own? Uh, Colliers don't have a, a boat tail. Okay. There is a black and yellow V12, but this is not that car. This is the Dove Gray car. Okay, all right. But it just uh, came out of a, re- a re-restoration. It was a CCCA National Award winner earlier in its life and changed hands a couple of years ago and has now been 
freshened up considerably and is uh, in top form. Beautiful. So that's just a great car. We have some nice uh, Cadillacs and Lincolns from the uh, the 40s. Uh, what else do I see? 28 gram, which is kind of neat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any Rolls Royces? P1s or P2s or horsepower, small horsepower? There are some around. I don't see them yet on the roster. Okay. Uh, some motorcycles, yes. Uh, have a, a 50 matchless G9. Ooh. Uh, 60 Velocet. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman I spoke with last evening is, uh, as among other things, he has a 49cc uh, early 60s uh, moped with the, the one with the motor incorporated in the wheel. Ah. It's fairly unique. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. And, and uh, as I said, things are coming in at a pretty well accelerating pace now. Yeah. We do have one really beautiful uh, I set of 300. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You can imagine you guys are somewhat familiar with New Jersey. My uncle had one of those in the day and commuted from North Jersey down to Atlantic City every day. I in, can't in, even begin to imagine that. In a 300? In a nice setter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could see a 600 maybe. <laughs> well, it but might have been the big 600. Yeah. yeah. It might have been the 600. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the two-door, as we called it. Well, when, I, I will have to tell you, though, that the day it died on the uh, New Jersey uh Garden State Parkway, he tucked the plate under his arm and walked away. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that can you imagine that today? Or even on uh, I-95 going down, that would be scary. Well, Yes, it's, uh, it's a frightening Yeah, concept. That, <laughs> that, to me, I don't even want to think about it with the drivers today. Um do you have a good selection of Model T's and Model A's? We do. Um, I asked them a moment ago here. Because those... What we have here. I mean, that, that's the car that everybody in America knows about or should know about. And oh, it's, yes. Uh, Model A is well represented. In fact, there's, they're in four different classes. Yes, even ignoring HPOF. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is there anything? We sp- have uh, at least half a dozen Model A's already coming. Beautiful. And, uh, Model T's uh, probably will have a uh, a fourteen T. Okay. Coming. We have a fourteen Cadillac, which should be nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, my word. Wider variety. Wider variety. Yeah. Yes, I found a Rolls Royce for you here. We have a 35 roll. Well, okay. Which would probably be a P2, right? A P3. P3 would be 35, okay. Yeah, V12. The, the P, well, there might there might be a few P2s, but at that this late. A, but, a 2025. Oh, okay. It's a small horsepower car. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. It wouldn't be a P anything. Though. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, a friend of mine did have a uh, 32, I believe it was, P2, but he sold that on. So. Yeah. Yeah, those are nice cars. And everything up through uh, Chevy Suburbans. 
Wow. A lovely uh, original town and country, not to be confused with the minivans. Right. Right. Which is Woody. uh, Woody, yep. And that's in HPOF? No, that one is actually in class judging. Okay. Going for a senior. Means it's it's gotten the first award already. Yeah, he's gotten a junior. Uh, um, in HPOF, is there anything outside of your M100 that's <laughs> unique? <laughs> well, let's see. It's, um, Packard 640, which is uh, isn't too shabby. No, no. And yes, there is a suburban there too. Well, uh, what year? Fifties? That's no. That's a newer one. That's an eighty-nine. You mean to tell me somebody is going to bring an eighty-nine Chevy Suburban to show? <laughs> I'm just. Well, you know, you. The, I'm being. The hobby, among uh, other things, wants to be inclusive. Yes, I agree. I agree. And you don't uh, ever want to look down at anything that's qualified that anybody brings. I agree. I, it's and I'm just, sure I'll get my share of grief for bringing a 91 Lotus, too. <laughs> uh, Peter, we're about to run out of time. Uh, you want to just wrap it up right quick with uh, the information, the website again, and uh, any other information that everyone should know about uh, before well, we close? Yeah, it will coming up. The, uh, again, the public show day is the 19th on the Saturday in March. Website for all the information is naplesmarcoaaca.org. And we look forward to your cards and letters. Okay. Peter, uh, thank you so much for being on the Classic Car Show today. I, it, uh, I sat back and let you and Jim um, do your all thing, and I believe it was not only entertaining for me, but it was entertaining for our audience as well. And we, uh, we look forward to uh, hearing about how the show goes. And... Uh, Give us a holler anytime, and uh, we'll get back on, and you and Jim can talk cars some more. I enjoyed it, Peter. I only wish I could be there, but unfortunately, I've got family commitments. Well, my pleasure as well, gentlemen, and uh, we look forward to a good show, and uh, we'll fill you in on the details later. Wonderful. Right. Great. Thank you, Peter. Well, Jim, it's time to put the plug in the jug. we got to get out of here and uh, make room for the prologue coming on next on America's Web Radio. Stay tuned. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.